From perfect picture reality to Roxanne Engineer to being back on the streets, oh my gosh, what a roller coaster this episode of Cloak and Dagger put us on. It's time to shed some light and darkness on the after show because there's so much to talk about this week. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. We're back. It is Thursday. We survived this episode of Cloak and Dagger, and we also survived Endgame. I am your host, Ollie Drennan, and I'm here with a fabulous panel of wonderful, strong, badass women. I have to ask them a question as I introduce them. Without spoilers, who was your favorite character in Endgame? Just real quick, spoiler free. Okay. Carla Beltran. We all saw it. So who was your favorite character? Spoiler free. Iron Man. All right. Um, Miss Drew Jones, who was your favorite? (laughs) (laughs) It's very hard, right? Yeah. Um, Morgan. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Wow, so hard. Iron Man's definitely contending, but I would have to say, if I'm not selecting Iron Man, I would go with Thor, because (laughs) he brought some relatable content. Yes. That's all I'll say. All right, all right. Well, I have to say Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Oh, yes. Hey. Period. Period. Yes. You're shirt. Yes. I love it. Beautiful, but... Enough about Endgame, because not everyone has seen it. We have to talk about Cloak and Dagger, Season 2, Episode 6. We are here with B-Sides. Oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. This was a Tandy-centric episode, so we got to talk about her. Mm-hmm. we got to talk about kind of like our big new bad this season finally revealed. So, uh, initial thoughts, because there's a lot to unpack in this episode. It's very, like I said, Tandy-centric. What do you think? Every time they said despair, I started singing Despacito <laughs> by Justin Bieber and Daddy Yankee and all all those people. Um, this I I love this episode because um, I feel like we kind of were on an emotional roller coaster with Tandy. I felt like this was such a well done episode. How it was written, how everyone portrayed their characters. I love seeing everyone switch up and kind of mm-hmm. go outside of their normal repertoire. So it was right. dope. The creative direction of the episode was really cool and awesome and like a roller coaster of emotions. And for me, I felt like I really understood the gravity and like importance of Tyrone's character because I, I know Drew's 10 steps ahead of me in (laughs) in her predictions and knowing what's happening. I thought he was dead, and I actually started crying. And I was so I was like, I don't think I can watch the show anymore <laughs> because we know in the there has been talks that one of them maybe didn't survive. So I was like, yeah. if this happens right now, I'm throwing my computer off of my freeway apartment. <laughs> <laughs> the show just is called Dagger from now on. Oh my god! So yeah, um, mm. kudos to that, Carla. What did you think? I I actually loved all the different I think they were all alt- alternative stories mm-hmm. because they all had like different um, storylines and every single one that we got was like I love the fact that in the end they all end up meeting each other whatever their paths were going to decide to be um, and like I love the fact that they even brought back the, the father and that mm-hmm. that could have been an option and that Billy was still going to be there so I really enjoyed all these different alternative stories that they told us because they all eventually meet again mm-hmm. I just loved how it was 
it was so the hallucinations were so dreamlike, obviously, and mm-hmm. she is kind of in this dreamlike state. Mm-hmm. And it really reminds me of dreams that you'll have, and sometimes you'll go into different dreams and you have these different mindsets, even. So it was very cerebral, and so a lot to unpack. So let's talk about also the fact that Ty- Tyrone was obviously there in each and every single one, and he always had, no matter what, he had. Tandy's back and best interests in each one of those hallucinations. So let's go ahead and dive into some of those hallucinations and kind of unpack them a little bit because there's so much to really like dive down deep into those starting first with Tandy's like ideal life which we kind of left off from last episode where she's with everyone like you brought up Carla, her dad, her mom, everything is picture perfect. Mm-hmm. Evita and Tyrone. So what, what were your thoughts about this particular hallucination because Tandy was kind of like the real Tandy kind of bled into this particular one, especially with her parents and, Mm -hmm. you know, the past abuse for them. I think, one, it shows that there's no such thing as a perfect life. Because I know it's really easy to be like, well, if this, if I had this, then everything would be great. If my, you know, if my dad was still around and everything. And obviously that's not the case. And I also really like this uh, hallucination in, um, in particular because... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It kind of, I feel like it's very easy to see the character flaws in Tandy, and it's kind of sometimes hard for us to pick out character flaws in Ty, and sometimes we're like, Ty doesn't really need Tandy, but it was nice hearing him verbally be like, you know, you saved me too mm-hmm. on that night, even though it was yeah. a little bit of a different version of how it happened. It's nice to see him equally need her as much as she needs him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, there were some people in the chat oh, yeah. asking Shout if um, they can hear us well. So I want the sound is off. Can you guys not make tell us in the chat? Um, but basically, we will try to get everything fixed as much. If you guys can't hear us, just let us know. Um, but I I think that's a great point, Drew. Like oftentimes we don't see the uh, flaws in Tyrone, and I think that it showed us every dimension of the characters because. There are so many parts of each of us, and when we're put in certain situations, those parts come out. And so to see them in each of these scenarios, you see the different aspects of their characters. But at every time, though, Tandy does have this... And she's it's all out of good nature, but the first this is the first scene where they're at the gas station, and it ends. they end up um, getting shot, almost mm-hmm. shot. And it's like... And you see this kind of, especially if you're a non-black um, person and you're dating a black person or you're with a black person and you're like, you want to be like the person standing up for them in injustice, but sometimes you don't understand that yeah. you're actually putting them in more danger mm-hmm. if you um, if you heighten the situation. Right. And yeah. if you don't, hand, like you have to take their lead almost, but also stand up for when it's, when you're not too against, like, two huge racist yeah. uh, men in front of you. Exactly. Yeah. 
And I like that each... That's my best friend. (laughs) I love that you bring that up, and I hope you guys can hear us, like I said, um, technical difficulties. I love that you bring that up, because I feel like looking back, each one of those hallucinations had very like a very important social commentary within the show like obviously that one had to do with race and the second one had to do with women in the workforce and then the third one was kind of like living on the streets and kind of and you know uh kind of tandy's backstory even that so moving on to the rocks her whole new position in the rock sun engineer it was nice seeing mina or should i say dr hess return that was awesome and even billy was there so what, what were your guys thoughts on this particular hallucination scene um, I actually really enjoyed this one because it was a different side that we got to see of Mina, which I thought was really awesome. And it was more of her, like, taken in charge because I think right now she's been, like, really shy and her character has been kind of more like, oh, you know, like, looking after her father. But here she was, like, she came in, she was boss, and she was like, no, like, you need to get out of here because this is my territory. And I really, like, enjoyed that part of it. And, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I just love Allie. <laughs> she's so she's so sweet. So seeing her in like this like boss bitch like role, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, sis, I like it. Mm-hmm. Not mad at it, but I I did kind of uh, sigh with Tandy a little bit when she's like, I get that this must be really hard, especially because you know women in leadership roles we don't always get the most um, respect. respect, and so it's like you kind of you don't get to necessarily always play. Um, nice or cute or whatever because a lot of times people don't respect you so I was I did kind of feel for Tandy because she's like girl I'm on your team like yeah. this is not beef And but I yeah. also understood where Mina was coming from where it's like listen I have to have this facade because like yeah. you know so that people yeah. can take her seriously these men don't it, be listening it, <laughs> I completely agree I loved seeing Ali Malki in this mm-hmm. kind of role where she's so sassy and but I get it especially women in science and um, business, you oftentimes aren't taken seriously. And so when you have someone whose mom called in every favor to get this job, yeah, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. You, like, you're not going to tell me what to do, especially when you've babied this project you really want to see come to fruition. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was interesting to see. I, 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 That was the one situation where I was trying to understand the metaphor behind it, I guess, that you didn't want the job, but... Uh, was that playing to her privilege almost? Candy. She said something along the lines of she picked it because it was black and white. They had an answer for everything, which I think the show isn't really black and white. I think there is a huge gray area. Oh, yeah, yeah with you know. Tyrone. That exactly. was the biggest moment of that yeah. segment. But, yeah, I was curious why they kept throwing... I, I did actually like how they kept throwing in her privilege about it, but mm-hmm. then making it more relatable about science, which is true. Yeah. yeah. The record that was playing, that they that he plays when it comes to the scene does say, like, fractured family or something like that on it. Oh, yeah. Um, I, think I took pictures of that. And it says on one of the tracks, I wish I could remember, but it says something about Nathan. Um, and I, th- I thought it was, do you have it? Oh, that's the perfect life. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> wait. Oh, yeah. Here we go. It says, Nathan, not him. And I think that was something that um, she really struggled with in this particular hallucination was she was trying to be different, like, from her father. Because, like, in that scenario, he's, like, off in Silicon Valley or something. And, like, The guy. Yeah. He's, like, you know, doing his thing or whatever. So I think it's Tandy trying to be the exact opposite of her father, but also having to recognize, like, that there is a privilege there. Yeah. In who her father was. And you have to, like, kind of find that Mm -hmm. area of, like, 
acknowledging your privilege but right. still doing good and doing better mm-hmm. yeah. and like using your privilege to do better. love that exactly. that's yeah. exactly kind of what i thought i'm so glad you broke that down for me because i'm like i think they're doing this but i don't know yeah mm-hmm. i think that's a very tangible way to explain what privilege is right yeah and so it does make sense that uh dr hess was kind of was frustrated with her because of that because <laughs> she didn't have to maybe work as hard as mina yeah um, so moving on to the third hallucination, which was her kind of being this quote unquote activist, more like a slacktivist, where she's this is like very similar to past candy. You know, she's trying to get signatures for this petition to save the, the seagulls, the seabirds. The, the shorebirds. The yeah. shorebirds. The shorebirds. <laughs> and we actually see Liam. So we have not seen Liam mm. since season one. She kind of played the hell out of him. Last, and she's playing the hell out of him in this one because she's not trying to help this, this what are they, shorebirds? shorebirds. She's trying to take his wallet in order to buy some drugs, I'm sure. And it was cool seeing Michaela too. You know what I thought was interesting? I want to say I think Joe tweeted it. Maybe Allie tweeted it. I'm Joe Pekaski, who's the showrunner um one of them tweeted that season one there's a scene where tandy's reading an article about mina and the shorebirds and like say like doing something with shorebirds and then in this one it's Mm. the shorebirds but like they're in crisis oh it was that mina like had discovered these birds or something oh yes but i remember that but in this hallucination like those birds are in crisis okay save the birds Nice. Oh. I didn't even know. That. I like. I just like little like parallels and yeah. That they. I love when they do that. They do. Very nice. Mm-hmm. But I like that. Anything? Any thoughts on this scene? Because obviously she runs into Tyrone, and then here she is, kind of using her privilege again against him inside the car. She gets in the car, and then she's like, "Oh, if you don't do what I say, I'm gonna call the cops on you because like, you are black and I am white." So I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. like, what in the Taylor Swift is going on? Don't get me started. Do not get me started. You guys with your one-liners today. You're on fire. I wish I was with you during that scene because I said, oh, hell no, did she just threaten to do this. I said, a word, sis? (laughs) Bet. I do think it's very interesting um, that... She is an addict in that one just because it's kind of because of like her powers, like at least in the comic books, and we've kind of seen it in the show where she is such a healing entity to Alex and whatnot. So oh. I thought it was interesting to see her have all these ticks and stuff. Because... Is that what it meant? I, because I thought she was reacting to the drugs that were being injected to her, like in she real was rea- life. She was reacting to that, but I also, I mean, she she looked like she was uh, itching for her next fix and I think Ty mm. even pointed that out. Yeah, he did, but I was just thinking that it meant toward towards what was actually happening to her then. But I didn't even think about the fact that the be- she could have been Because in the beginning of the show she was abusing drugs too. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was like the the worst version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know. I like that. Any more Well thought? not that I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's awesome. Drug use, that's cool. <laughs> Any more thoughts on that? Because this is kind of like what brings us into the fourth one, which kind of turned out to be... Like, well, I thought it was real. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> I, there was a point when I thought it was real, and then I'm trying to remember what happened that I was like, oh, no, this isn't real. Because mm-hmm. what happened was Tandy apparently escaped, and then she reunited with Tyrone, mm-hmm. and they, they go confront Leah and Andre. Oh, my gosh. A whole topic in itself, and... They try to stop him, but he ends up shooting Tyrone. 
and Steph, you were talking about you thought that this was like what you the thought end. this was real. I thought it was real, and I I actually was like really crying, mm-hmm. and I I was so upset, and I and you could kind of see these forming, and I hope that she when she really wakes up from this all mm-hmm. um, and is aware, she sees kind of how her actions lead to destruction, even when she really cares about someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you really have to think about what you're saying and the positions you're putting people in, um, especially situations like this. But I also hope it makes her really grateful for Tyrone. Like, all those times I kind of almost thought it was slips in the writing to not have Tyrone like to have Tyrone always be the one apologizing but now I'm like no you guys are geniuses I think this is partly her character arc like she it's on him for not realizing that she should be meeting him halfway but it's on her for really realizing that she needs to own up to her actions Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it was a really horrible moment for me I just realized when you said that that everything that happened was a reaction towards what she was doing and that's huge because I hadn't even noticed that I didn't realize that everything bad that had happened was because she caused it in the first place Mm -hmm. yeah wow I I felt like something was up when she kept when we were getting the the flashes of her actually being in the ambulance with Leah and then it's revealed to be Andre which Mm -hmm. Tyra Bang's voice like I believed in you Mm -hmm. I I was (laughs) rooting for you yeah I called that one. You did. High five. Yes. I was rooting for you. And <laughs> Tyra Banks' voice. <laughs> I'm upset. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, but he said, you know, I'm going to figure out what there's not like there's something that her like hope is tied to essentially. And so I already I was like, something's about to happen. And so mm-hmm. when we see her like get out, like break out or whatever, my first clue that it wasn't real was Ty. We have not seen Ty that happy <laughs> at all these past two seasons. So I was like, he's way too jolly for this to be real. And then um, the second, what was the second I need thing? to play it back. It's one of those episodes it seemed, that it's going to be like Inception where I'm like, she just seemed too, it was too easy for her to too, get away that, yeah, that it easy. Felt so. too, it felt too easy. And then when she was making the realization that someone is there for her and like, I was like, oh, this isn't real. Because <laughs> yeah. like, you just told him what your hope lies in. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm the only one. <laughs> after having this conversation of like, of him feeding on despair and despair is the absence of hope in his definition oh. mm-hmm. then it's like cool you just told him what your hope was so yeah um i actually remembered right now that we were kind of playing everything back where i realized that it wasn't real and it was when um bridget kind of showed up and i was like okay and then the cops came and i was mm-hmm. like this is not real because bridget's been out of it she yeah. is suffering mm-hmm. with ptsd ever since mm-hmm. everything that and happened. that's when i was like oh this this can't be real i'm mm-hmm. like she's still dreaming Especially because Ty and Tandy both went to her to get help because they both kind of have written her off in the past few episodes and, yeah. like, have been more like we side with Mayhem. Yeah. So that was another thing that I was like... Yeah, I, if it would have been Mayhem, I would have been like, oh my gosh, like, this is real. But yeah. since it was yeah. Bridget... Not not to, like, take Bridget out of character, but it was more of like... A, yeah, at this point, I feel like Tyrone is still very mad at Tandy. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Oh, sorry to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. I think the part though that also really hit me, other than thinking Cloak, my beloved Cloak, died, was the um, him distinguishing despair and saying it's the loss of hope. Like that's what right. That's the absence of hope. The absence of hope, and that is something that ties 
perfectly into sex trafficking, which, again, kudos to them for doing full research on mm-hmm. really how deep this crime is. Mm-hmm. And also um, tying that into what Tandy did season one, mm-hmm. which we haven't really... She hasn't gotten any repercussions for those actions, yeah. which were really serious. And I remember mm-hmm. all of us being like, is this a little more serious than we're kind of playing it out to yeah. me? Like, she literally took people's hopes. So to see it kind of, again, to Carla's point come full circle as a reaction of her actions is yeah. is crazy. There is something that, there's a point Tandy made that I was really, I thought was a big character growth for her, and I I really liked that the show brought up, and it was that she also acknowledged that Leah was still, even though Leah's in the wrong and, like, doing bad things, like, she's still a victim in all of this, and I really like that um, she kind of acknowledged that in the scene with her and Andre in the record store, um, when she's, like, kind of noticing Leah's, like, records or whatever. I thought that was mm-hmm. cool because I think we were talking about it last week. A lot of these women who do help in sex trafficking and stuff are becoming, a, like, they're helping because it's either help or continue yeah. to yeah. have this happen to you. Or get mm-hmm. killed. Or get killed. Yeah. That's, like, a blanket, a security blanket for them. Because so thought- they have nowhere else to go, especially Leah. If her story is true, she doesn't have anywhere else, anyone else to yeah. turn to. So yeah. she's helping Andre. Or is Eric Andre? Is that I, I don't know. That was just like one of my from the dark dimension. Dark no, you know how her ex boyfriend was Eric. Oh, so I oh, wonder if Eric is Andre. Oh. You know, so I, I wasn't that wasn't wasn't oh. confirmed, but I, I prediction maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Keep it going. No, we're going to talk about we're going to get even more into Andre before that. Yeah, guys. But, oh, are you talking before? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to talk about his backstory? Andre? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. We're going to talk about it. I was like, we're not. We're not done with him. Okay, we're going to read him. Great. Because I want to drag him back no, to no, you. No, we're we're going to have your dragging <laughs> rant. You. Do not worry. But guys, thank you, ladies. We love you so much. Please give us a five star review on iTunes. Give us your your likes. Uh, subscribe to us. We have multiple channels. We don't just have sci-fi. We have animation, drama, reality, television competitions. We really appreciate it. You make us the ESPN of TV talk. And if you give us that five-star review on iTunes, you'll be in the running for a comic book, a signed comic book of Cloak & Dagger. More details if you stay tuned by the end of the episode. So we can fill you in on that. And until then, um, anything from the chat? We've been sleeping on them. Sorry, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Shout out that yes. chat. Shout out that chat. I, I um, just got so excited. <laughs> Ollie, I'm so sorry no, I called no, you no. up. I was like, please don't move into news and gossip. No, I need to. No, no, there's no. Definitely a I couple, got your back. There's definitely a couple of people in the chat who um, are have an idea of who Andre potentially is. Yeah. And we are going to talk about him in Character Corner because mm-hmm. I agree with you. <laughs> um, and we're going to get into all of that whenever you want to yes. hop yes, into that. But. Some, just um, chat shout out. So big face hundreds. Nicholas Kelly, That's Ivan Soto, name. ERs, Grandpa, G One X Rider thirteen, Jazzy Jones, Chris mm. Moe, Dark Fun twenty five, and everyone else in the chat. Thank you guys. You guys make this so much more fun than it already is. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Chanel type minor. Oh Talk yeah, to you. Hey, we love you guys. <laughs> Um, but what we don't love is Andre. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's this, this character who you know, we trusted him at first. Tandy trusted him, but obviously he's in with Leah, and I just am very disappointed. He says, I remember in this, the record store, was it that he helps like ninety percent of people, but the ten percent, like you're still a horrible person. Yeah, like, yeah. you're not. You're still very toxic. Yeah, you are, I, Steph. 
Because you don't Draft. kill your family, but you murder hundreds yes. others doesn't mean and you're a loving human. He's feeding <laughs> off their despair until there's no hope left. But I feel like there's so much power in... There's there's so many levels to this ish, I feel like. Yeah. Because one, I find it fascinating that it's a... It's uh, because he makes a point earlier in the season about how brown and black girls are the ones who are the highest risk um, because no one cares and blah, blah, blah. So I find it very interesting that a black man is taking part in that because there is... I'm trying to decide if I want to risk and say it. I'm going to say it. Um, (laughs) There is, you know, an issue with the disrespect of black women. Not all. Not all black men. But there is is an issue with the disrespect of black women as a whole by everyone, including um, our black men. And so I thought it was very interesting that it's a black man who's causing all of this pain and Mm -hmm. the idea that black women are too and brown women are too far gone to be helped um and forgotten and forgotten or that like the concern and care isn't there for them um because that's absolutely a concept that is used and and a lot of people believe unfortunately so i thought uh it was very interesting like how yeah he's kind of the one who described why black and brown women are being attacked and then come to find out he's aiding and all of that so i was like to be fully aware, which is the creepiest part of him, and that's mm-hmm. so what you said. I trusted him, and that's why all the women trusted him. And for him to be totally manipulating mm-hmm. this entire situation makes him even creepier. Right, and and he seems so crazy that he's even convinced himself. I feel like that he what he's doing is kind of for the greater good. Right. Almost yeah. like yeah. it's okay mm-hmm. because he went through all of this, this and that, so he can harm people and make them feel um, despair and or, and no hope in this world. So, And that was a really great point, Drew, because it is, oftentimes, it is black and brown women that are trafficked because they are less likely to be mm-hmm. looked for. Because, yeah. and because they're also often um, sexualized, fetishized. Um, little girls are often you know, seen as women, black and brown little girls are seen as women before anyone else. The the stereotypes of being too fast, being too much attitude, you know, being um, unruly, like those stereotypes are toxic and they cause a lot of issue. And this is, this is a visible way of understanding like why those stereotypes and why those, um, those, you know, adjectives on these people is like dangerous because yeah. like this, by doing that, you're setting these girls up mm-hmm. for situations like this. Yeah, and I just love the symbolism of being in a record store and each of one of those records kind of representing various times of a woman's life. And also, you know, Leah is of color too, so that's another thing about his position. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really wonder if, if that's, if Andre is Leah's ex-boyfriend. That's a really interesting... Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. thought. Um, Nicholas Kelly in the chat, I want to shout them out because they brought up a really good point that... Do we think the reason Tandy was able to combat her drug comatose was because subconsciously purging her body of the toxins? She does have the ability in the comics to, mm-hmm. like, sober people yeah. up. So mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, that is an interesting Great point. point. But we see her by the end of the episode, like, losing her, her, powers, her powers by giving up her hopes to Andre, mm-hmm. which was another heartbreak this season. So I'm just hoping, moving forward, any other last thoughts? 
this episode was just. I feel. I know. I feel like. Really sad. I feel like I lost my hopes too. Yeah. But I'm. I'm not going to give them to Andre. No. (laughs) Don't get it. Best. There's levels to this. There's levels. This was a heavily leveled episode, Mm -hmm. and I really am going to rewatch it because I think that there's a lot more deeper meaning than even what we've broken down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, That will play into the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to get to our special segments now. Yay. Drew is specializing in our comic book corner this week, where she is going to fill you in on a character that was introduced who we might think or maybe know. Drew, alleged. Okay, Just I'm going. Who Andre, is. I, you all in the chat are, are kind of on the same page as I am. I believe that we figured out who our big bad is this season, um, and I think Andre is the demon known as Despair. Uh, in the comics, Cloak and Dagger do deal with Despair. Despair is actually a 2,000-year-old demon, though, um, in the in the comics, which maybe, like, if we... I mean, we kind of heard Andre's backstory that he, you know, tried to commit suicide and jumped off and, you know, the universe or whatever had different plans. So maybe this is somehow him embodying said demon? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But what I do know is um, that he um, has very similar powers to what we saw kind of with Andre. Despair is capable of causing fear and despair via illusions and hallucinations. He's capable of reading victims' minds and or emotions to bring out their deepest fears. He feeds off of negative emotions. Um, some believe that he doesn't need to feed from them um, but does so for like sadistic pleasure but obviously in this version it sounds like he needs it to fight these migraines but it's like take an excedrin and stop being (laughs) a tool um (laughs) he (laughs) um he is he can fire magical blasts of energy he can travel to various dimensions um and he um he comes from a a group of pretty pretty hardcore Hardcore like people. He, his father in the comics is the dweller of in darkness. So I don't know if that's like we're mm-hmm. getting him, and then later on we might get that. But yeah, he's a he's a pretty bad dude. Yeah, I know <laughs> that he like created like the D light, which is a drug. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's like that drug that they're, they're using. Yeah, exactly. If that's oh, how okay. they're kind of like transitioning it to live action form. But I'm really interested. I wonder if maybe uh, I guess it's predictions, but I wonder if. Despair is uh, like, or Andre's like the host body to despair, maybe. Yeah, he does. In the comics, he does have a sister named Spite. Oh. Um, which... What a horrible duo. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a lot to family. see her come and then have a two on two. Why? Well, <laughs> yeah. I would almost love to see if, like, I'll save it for predictions, maybe. Oh, but, God, she's going to shut it down. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, right. I would love to see Spite manifest in a particular oh, person. I, I love it. Okay. I, <laughs> I can't wait. Spite I can't wait. Is everyone's exes. <laughs> oh, girl, don't get me started. Uh, but before we get to predictions and news and gossip, we have to get cloaked and daggered. Our special segment presented by Carla Beltran. You guys, it is time for your favorite time of the night, the cloaked and daggered moment. So you guys can tell us in the chat what was your highlight of tonight's episode and what was your low light of tonight's episode. I will start tonight because last time. All my highlights and my lowlights were taken, and I had to sit here and try figuring them out. So, first, I'm going to start with my cloaked moment, and that is my lowlight. And my lowlight was definitely finding out that Andre was actually the person that's in charge of basically trafficking all these women. And I think my dagger moment was basically, like, the whole... 
I want to choose just the ballerina reality of her because I think that was something that really is true to her and that's like her hopes and I think that's like the best part that we got to see from this episode. Very nice. Good choices. Drew? My dagger moment, (laughs) my highlight would be um, I really like seeing Tandy especially in positions of like success and power just because I hope that despite all of this at the end of the day I hope that she now can visualize something bigger for herself because Mm -hmm. I think she always kind of has put the Ty's gonna do big things and I'm kind of just chilling so even though right now we're in a really bad spot with her I'm hoping that like seeing you know being a prima ballerina or being an engineer like seeing those possibilities for herself I hope she can kind of hold on to those and then my cloaked moment God, Avi, like, old boy Ty getting shot. Nobody Mm. likes to see that. That just wasn't, even though it was fake, it just wasn't, it wasn't ideal. It wasn't in this heart. Yeah. (laughs) I would not like to see it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I have to say that's my cloaked moment. I I really hated that Mm -hmm. so much. Uh, But it it definitely made me even more emotionally invested than I already am. My dagger moment would be it's hard to say because it was a really dark episode but i will say kind of similar to drew i hope that this having tandy in positions where she sees the outside world she sees herself kind of for who she really is and understand that there's way worse problems going on people are in way worse situations every single day including tyrone Mm -hmm. it's worse than all of the daddy issues she has like it Mm -hmm. really is um but uh, yeah, so hopefully that turns into a positive. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, my cloaked would be the whole episode. No. <laughs> it was re- it's really hard. I think, oh gosh. I would say just kind of like, probably the reveal of the fourth one not being a, the actual reality and kind of just seeing Tandy lose her powers and I'm just wondering how the hell is she going to, like, how, who's going to save her? Tyrone, you gotta help and save her. Yeah. Uh, so I think I don't I I can't even pick a dagger honestly. It was just I, I guess yeah. seeing everyone at, yeah. everyone at the party in the beginning of that yeah. that was a nice fantasy. I think maybe her kind of trying to fight the hallucinations. Yeah. I think that was kind of like my my highlight because I, it gave me hope, you know, yeah. to help her prevail over the situation. She keeps leveling up. Yeah, I think yeah. she's gonna come out of this really strong. Yeah, I think I it, think that she's. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. You can go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think it's brilliant that the writers made it so that you feel that you have a hard moment finding a highlight of this episode and that you <laughs> do feel kind of mm-hmm. hopeless because it's, you know, as viewers, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. kind of in the same spot as Tandy because we're like, what the hell is mm-hmm. going on? Yeah. We're at this rock bottom state and hopefully, hopefully, drink every time you say hope. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hopefully that um, there's just nothing but high from here. You know, yeah. Obviously yeah. there's going to be obstacles, but I would like to think that there's a very like redemption episode yeah. for sure. Yeah. Up, up I forgot up. she gave him his her dagger too. Right. So and is it's that is that real? Like I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, about it. I also think it's really interesting. You just said something that completely. I think it's very interesting that she threw a dagger at Andre, despair, and then do didn't do anything because despair is the absence of hope. And so I think it's interesting that and like, she's the embodiment of hope too. So I think it's like yeah, I think Tyrone's gonna be like the Savior. You know, real, like, real recognize real, like, square <laughs> up. Or they can do a the connecting. Hero. <gasps> I'm down for that. I yeah. Me too. You know um, what else? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to read some of those. No, go, please, go. Cloaked and daggered moments from the chat. Um, 
Let me see here. Uh, Aaron Robinson said, my low light was the racist because racists are always my low light. Same, sis. Cheers um, to that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, Jenna James said, low light was Ty getting clipped. Y'all, <laughs> y'all are funny. Um, highlight Tandy's dream of Ty's police graduation party. Um, Big Face Hundreds. Amazing name, by the way. Um, low light was Andre. <laughs> Ivan Soto, low light was Tandy giving up when she knew it was fake. Highlight. I don't think she knew it was fake. Ty getting shot. No, I don't think she did. No. Either because that's why she yeah, she thought she he up. was dead. And yeah. that's why she had no hope. At one, the only then, person that she knows how to trust is dead in her book. So that's why she gave yeah. it up. Yeah, and then his highlight was Tandy and Ty as delinquents. Which I kind of like, too. It was very Bonnie uh, yeah. and Clyde on the run tour. <laughs> that was a little fun. I will admit. All I, need is, <laughs> all I need is life of sin. Well, it's time for news and gossip. Yes. Some fun news and gossip. This week's episode was... Uh, directed by Lauren Wolkstein, mm-hmm. and she sent out a cute tweet that said, it was such a pleasure directing tonight's episode of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, written by um, the incredibly talented Noble R- Rorick and real at Real Pornsick. Thanks for inviting me to come play Joe Pakowski, and it was wonderful being back in the saddle. Um, so it was awesome to see kind of like a really female-led yeah. led, um, episode. And then also an interesting fact from Joe Pekowski. Uh He said, now we can talk about how awesome Olivia Holt is. She had to play four characters here with subtle differences in, common, in a common thread. She pre- prepped extensively with the writers and director and ran point on hair and makeup dedication. Which right. is awesome to nice. see someone take the take control of their character and it's awesome to see a showrunner let a character mm-hmm. and an actress take, take control yeah. of her mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's a lot to process as an actor. Like I have to be Tandy, but I also have to be Tandy in all these different realities. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out to you Olivia and shout out to Joe and everyone in the show because it's freaking amazing. Before we get to predictions, we do want to give you the details, the further details of winning this signed comic book. Ali Maki stopped by a couple weeks ago. She signed it. If you want to win this, all you got to do, give us that five-star review on iTunes or in the comments below if you do ha- don't have an Apple product. And then on finale night, Carla's going to draw a name out of a box, a cloak, whatever, and <laughs> that's a cloak. that'll be the winner of this comic book that's going to be signed by everyone who joins us as a special guest and uh, just send us in the DMs your address and we'll ship it to you of no cost. It's free. It's easy Ooh, to do. Yay. We love you guys. For the free. Yes. <laughs> so let's get to some predictions that we've been brewing up. And now you're after Buzz All right. <laughs> she is a writer on the show. She <laughs> should always start predictions. I was wrong about the Legba thing. That was just something I would like. It could happen I, I would like to see. Um... If they're going to go with, if they're going to base it more on the comic books, I think it would be cool to see, I don't, because I don't know, I'm not sure because Despair is a demon in the comics and it doesn't seem, it kind of seems like the uh, the Roxxon thing is how Andre got his, his joint in this, but I would be interested to see if there is going to be a spite mm-hmm. and if it is in a demon form, I would like to see it manifested via Leah, mm-hmm. but oh. uh, I'm not holding my breath on that because I don't think that's the route they're going, but I think it would be really cool because Spite was a real biatch in the comics. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I think that would be fun, but um, I think we're going to see a team up. I think we're going to see a team up of Mayhem and Bridget. I think it's going to be, it's going to have to be a come to Jesus moment and we're, I think it's actually going to be a lot more fluid than we're prepped for. 
Um, I think they're actually going to work together very well. And it's going to be kind of like a... I don't want to give it away. That's an in-game spoiler, so never mind. Um, (laughs) I think it's going to be a very fluid team-up, and I would like to see it. I would be surprised if people in this chat and watching this show didn't watch Endgame yet, but we will control our Although thoughts. the Russo brother said, you have till Monday, and then next week yes! I'm talking about oh it. Okay, gosh. I was going to ask, like, when's the official can I spoil <laughs> I feel this? like every, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm, shame on you. You got till shame Monday, and then I'm referencing it next week. And literally yes. oh for gosh. the rest of my life. But anyways, I might, where's, I need, I need... Mayhem oh my God. back, and I yeah. need um, Tyrone to figure this out mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Olivia and Re- or Olivia Holt, um, Tandy really needs help. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm really like it really freaks me out because I know the issue so well that I, I really can't have her in this situation right, right yeah. now. It's stressing me out. Um, so one of my predictions is for me. I still I think you guys said that Mayhem does get out of the dark uh, zone but I don't actually think that she's out and I think that's why we haven't seen her and I think that Tyrone is going to have to go into the dark zone to get Mayhem out so that they can both kind of like tackle the problem and then just kind of go after it but he's going to come back being so much more powerful and he's going to be able to kind of know what to do just because he's going to be able to understand what's going on because he'll be able to see the records and be able to see the girls and see like all these alternate realities that are going on for these people. So I have a feeling that he'll probably go in the dark zone, or at least that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Um, and of course, Mayhem has to come back and she has to slay. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of think <laughs> something similar to Drew, but I don't think Bridget and Mayhem will team up. I actually think it'll be Mayhem and Tyrone teaming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I feel Bridget's still kind of going through a lot of trauma, which is understandable. So I think Bridget is the only one that can really kind of dig her nails deep into something at this point yeah. along with Tyrone and Tyrone doesn't really have anyone that can I don't think that other than himself that can really take take on despair or Andre yeah. you know so and I'm wondering where's our girl Evita and I would like to see more Mina just saying <laughs> yeah. just just they were in this episode but I want more of them I wonder where it, we want their storyline to yeah, be like I wonder, really uh, into I wonder it. I would like to think that they have like a a, a good Role in the remainder of the season yeah. too. I love how Evita's always. I mean, how Tandy's always supportive of Evita though. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I like this one. <laughs> or, or is she like, y'all? That's cute, sis. Y'all can do your thing. Oh, we go together. But we go together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all went to prom together. That's so cute. We save the world together. So, no. I like that. Have fun with that. <laughs> I love it. Well, let us know your predictions in the chat or well we're almost done <laughs> let us know in the comments comments give it, comments, give comments, comments DMs guys. if you've seen Endgame DM us and let us so we just want to talk about it okay y'all yes. but until then I'm losing my voice for some reason until then where can I find my amazing panel on social media hey guys I'm Carla Beltran you can follow me on Instagram at I am Carla Beltran and I'm your girl, Drew Jones. You guys can slide into the DMs at OKDJ. Love you, 3000. She got a lot of DMs today, so please keep increasing them. I want, I want her to go through them with me there. I'm Seth Sabra. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Seth Sabra. Definitely love you, 3000. How dare you? I know. I'm your host, Ollie Drennan. Follow me on all social media platforms on, at Ollie Dreamer. And until then, we will see you next week. 
America's ass. <laughs> Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.